Alright, here we are. We are back at it. We just took a quick break. We were just here. CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. It's important for me to start off by saying that the rally for Palestine is still happening right here in downtown New Haven, Connecticut. It is very peaceful. Okay, it's important for me to say that. It is very important for me to say that, mashallah, right? Um, I need people to understand this rally, which is happening right now, uh, downtown New Haven. It is peaceful. People aren't standing there and causing the situation. As a matter of fact, a few Zionists showed up and they attempted to start some shit and they were quickly booed. All right. It is very important for me to emphasize that. All right. Because these rallies have been critiqued. These pro-Palestine rallies have met critique. They're being stigmatized. They're being criminalized. It's very important for me to start off by noting that there's a fucking rally and a march happening right now, downtown New Haven. Inshallah, the Muslim community is coming out very, very strong. I am very happy to say that this event is not whitewashed. That is something that we were very concerned about because that's been another tone here in, in Connecticut, that we would have these rallies um, pro-Israel and make it very whitewashed. I am very, very happy to say, mashallah, you know, I can't even, I can't even, right? Um, I just want to note, I just got an update from a source on the ground that um, about 20 minutes ago, the cops, NHPD, stopped the crowd um, that was marching through downtown New Haven. At that point, they were over there by Elm Street, I want to say Chapel. No, that wouldn't be Chapel, but over there by Elm Street, by closer to Yale. That section of Yale, that was a horrible um, description. I'm thinking over there by the pizza place and stuff. Um, bear with us because I'm, I'm trying to decipher what this person wrote here. Anyway, um, apparently NHPD stopped the crowd and told them to get off the road. Let me tell you why. <laughs> when Allah is present, you are not alone, baby. My people said, oh yeah, you don't want me on the road? No problem. We just go and march right through Yale campus, and that's what the fuck they did. I thought that was great. Amy, before we get into it, do you want to give any updates on what you saw earlier? Just give like a general sense for those who are just now tuning in. Or Yeah, um, so that was a really big crowd, um, or is a really big crowd, uh, all ages. Um, I saw little kids, I saw older people, um, I saw every skin color there is, um, and I was saying earlier that that's probably the most diverse crowd I've ever seen gathered together that wasn't forced to, get, <laughs> to gather together. Um, I've seen a ton of protests throughout my life, and um, usually, you know, uh, it's, I've ne I, I, I honestly cannot think of one ever. That, that was that diverse. Um, it was clear that there were different ethnicities, there were different um, religions, different cultures, um, and yeah. It's no, it's important to know that, that yes, you have to emphasize that because these rallies are being criminalized. And I'm so excited about our guest who is on, um, what, fuck guest, my friend. He ain't no damn guest. He part of the damn crew. 
All right, I know he over there cracking up, but it's important to note this because, you know, just like we are typically, right, the protests for Palestine have been heavily criminalized. You know, we were talking about that earlier. We actually were providing coverage during the rally, um, and it was, you know, beautiful to see. So I want to emphasize these people are marching in peace. Nobody confronting nobody. Everybody, you know, doing their thing. Everybody's peaceful. And the part that I love the most is that the white people are not taking up all the air in the room. Now, I said that. And I'm going to look at you, Jamar, my friend. How do you feel about the activism as far as Palestine? Because I know that the black and brown activists... We were taking a lot of critique, weren't we? Because it was being said that we weren't being vocal enough, which I argued as bullshit. I say that too many of the spaces are whitewashed. I don't know who was saying that we weren't being vocal enough. All I'm seeing all around the world, especially um, black and brown voices that are everywhere. And this is a movement because the Israeli government literally had to tell people to delete apps um, last, like two weeks ago. Um, they had, no, last week they had to tell people to delete apps because it's going to cloud your judgment in the narrative and all this stuff like that. The fact that they had to do that, that's how you know that the message is getting out there. Cause, well, yeah, because look that's at what's happening deal. in the UK, right? Like we're seeing that right. over there, the censorship is starting to get pretty strong now. So for, for folks who may not know what we're referring to, a few days ago, the Black Lives Matter national movement, um, you know, came under heavy critique for not being supportive of Palestine. Now, people, gente, gente, <laughs> stay with me here. Like I said to you all before, and I'll say it again. What we're seeing in Palestine is slavery happening right in front of us. Yeah. And you know what they like to do when they see us in situations like this? They like to piss us the fuck off. Jamar is absolutely correct. There are more black and brown people, but you see, you have to be paying attention to that. To see yes. that. Now, Jamar, you were not on last night because I dare say, and Amy, you could chime in and correct me if I'm wrong. If you were, you would have had a lot to say. Recently, a local alder here in New Haven, Connecticut, put up a Facebook post where she spoke. There's a lot of eyes. I was um, an emergency personnel in Israel. I am a descendant of Holocaust survivors. I am all for the Israel government doing what they have to do. A lot of eyes here. Amy noted that it was very white-facing, very silencing, right? And I spoke on how, you know, this is dangerous because the Islamophobia already started. And notably, here we have a white person with power just telling everybody what to do and when to do it. So for anybody who's pissed that right now these people are marching through downtown New Haven and talking shit to Yale, let me tell you all something. Yale owes New Haven child support money. Okay? Mm -hmm. They owe New Haven child support money. Now, all of that being said, Jamar, how do you feel being a New Haven resident and black activist? And it's important that I note that because... Again, we have been lambasted as being not vocal enough. But here you have an alder, 
who is sitting here talking about, oh, well, I, you know, I served um, and I did this and my grandparents are descendants. Amy, before he answers, do you want to chime in and add anything to that or was that good to go? No, that was good. I didn't realize they were an alderman. Yeah, I said that last night. Oh, that totally went over my head. No, I knew they were... Yeah, I said like a state. um, I was trying to explain to people what we mean, because each uh, city has like, you know, like Hampton has a town council. Yeah, city council, right. Haven has an alder. Right, right. So, yeah. But do you want to add anything before Jamar responds to that? Because I dare say he would definitely have a lot to say about that. Yeah, no, I don't. (laughs) Um, Just... It just I just read that comment or the post the one time and and the um very white the message I got from it was yep. yeah, was very different. Um as it was pointed out to me. We can all get different messages when we read it. Listen, um, that was a whole other conversation, but let us go uh, on. <laughs> but no, there was a lot of eyes and I think that like the if you're like a discussion about Gaza needs to be centered on Gazans, not I. Correct. You know, so, Correct. Yeah, what really do you think, Jamar? What you think? I have nothing really nice to say. I want to say that off the back, but I, I also have very we important things to say. We didn't bring you here to say. to say anything nice, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Miller is literally the display. Oh, shit. Wait, hold on. We'll bring it back again, selector. Run that again. What happened? <laughs> That's me speaking full patois, saying to you, say that again. I told you to keep up. Uh-uh. You know, we're taking away another island stripe from you, Jamal. But we, <laughs> you and I will talk about that after. Hold on, hold on. Go again, go again. Sarah Miller, um, I, I'm kind of familiar with her. I know that she is Ward 14, Alder. This is my issue with the DNC. Um, they are very very sheltered it seemed and hearing the fact that she talks about how she served and was on call so how many palestinians did you see come on now how many palestinians you know what? did you see get you came jumped? to preach tonight jamar right i want i, I want to know full... i want a full account i want to know yeah. how because correct me if i'm wrong and amy feel free to chime in when you mention shit like that in my opinion no, you're telling me you're aligned with and support the IDF. Yeah, you were complicit. That's what. That's exactly what she's saying. She's saying that she was complicit, and she that that was a very vague um, testimony because she only wanted to bring out the parts that made her feel. That's exactly like, what Amy was saying. Feel last bad for yes, me. remember Amy? You this said is that. Karenism. Yes, I, I call this Karenism. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I like that. Oh my God, that's great. That's Kar- so she has a case of Karen- Karenism. I don't yeah. see that being healed anywhere. Um, going back to the black activists, because this is part of the propaganda. This is the right wing propaganda at its finest. Because um, four years ago, the Black Lives Matter movement was criticized for not saying enough for Palestine. So this is, again, to me, political games being played, right? Like, well, we can't justify our fuckery, so we're going to make you mad at the Black Lives Matter movement. And what angers me about that is the fact that, you know, people are being, people are losing their jobs right now. People are are getting life altering uh, consequences and results for speaking out. And you're going to yell at a, a, a black organization 
because they're not doing the due diligence that you think they should do. But what if they do say something, you want to talk about how they're Marxist. You want to talk about how they're all these things that to, to the American eye may seem negative. But you say Marxism like it's a bad thing. Like, excuse me, For real, the, the maybe whole you need understanding to educate of Black yourself, Lives right? I would say. Yeah, like the whole understanding of Black Lives Matter, like they're supposed to be against anti-police brutality. Yes, there is a huge Black sentiment um, with solidarity, but it's not on Black Lives Matter to get all Black people together to, to vouch for Palestine. It's on the Black community itself to continue the legacy that we have always done. And no one has a right to tell us when to get active and when not to get active. Like, that's just mad. I have very harsh... No, go ahead. Listen. Listen. Speak your mind, brother. That's why you're here. What should white people... Tell Amy to tell her peers what they should be doing about this shit. Talk to the... (laughs) Well, my thing is that if you don't know enough then then like don't don't talk about it until you actually hear from every every voice i had a friend that is jewish and her excuse with understanding the middle eastern side is that she knows someone who is syrian she knows someone who is turkey she's naming all turkish i'm sorry but she's naming all these middle eastern people but she hasn't mentioned that she knows not at least one palestinian but yet you want to freak out and say, oh, they're going to take over. They're going to take over. You guys are literally like rehatching uh, the, the the war on terror syndrome. We killed a million people. Like no one's learning on the fact of how our government, another settler state. This is still a settler state, by the way. You are a settler in, in, into the eyes of Native Americans. We're still settlers here. So you're telling me a settler state that murdered million a million people overseas over the war on terror and you felt bad for that but now you're saying that you want more like because this is exactly what she was telling me they're going to take over the world hamas is going to take over the world like people have to understand the politics of how israel keeps palestinians separate hamas may be a part of gaza but it doesn't mean that they dictate who gets clean water who has electricity, they are in an open-air prison because of Israel. They're not in an open-air prison because of Hamas. The West Bank is controlled by the PLO, but they are complicit with the Zionist state. It's the Zionist that runs everything that goes on. It's the Zionist that keeps Palestinians separate. The same way they kept us separate here in the States. They kept us separate by keeping us in ghettos. They kept us separate by making sure that we were distanced from other groups and they spied on us whenever we tried to associate with other groups and they killed our leaders. This is the same similarities of keeping on the, the oppression that the Zionist people were doing there. And I'm saying not saying Jewish for listeners so they understand. Look, there is a huge Wait, hold decision. on. Pause right there. Yeah. It's important that you define that because right. I have Jewish friends as well. Right. And I do not appreciate my Jewish friends being attacked for standing up in solidarity. Right. right? So do you mind just giving a, a brief de- uh, definition of. Yeah, just to differentiate, di- differentiate. Sorry, I can't talk today. <laughs> but to make no, a let me let me so explain that. Hold on, Jamar. Come here. Come here real quick. Come here. 
between yeah, yeah. me and you, right? Just between me and you. Yeah. You ever get so fucking mad the words can't come out? That's what's going on, brother. That's ha- that's, that's what's, what's happening right now. <laughs> Correct. All right, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so yeah, Zionism is a movement for the reestablishment and the development and protection of Jewish nation in what is now Israel. It was established as a political organization in 1897. Um, so, Zion, these Zionists were given unlawfully because Palestine was already there and it was already Jewish people there living there. There was about six percent of the population. They they're like literally Nazis. They are literally white supremacists. They have an idea where they want to colonize and control this land because of what what their uh, text tells them but there are also people that are jewish that do not believe in this rhetoric and they always say that literally the torah speaks out against this nonsense you guys are fascists but they control israel right now and they fight amongst themselves you see in israel they literally are protesting amongst themselves on how they want to be better colonizers that's that that's all what those protests was about with when bb got into office because bb was more more of a radical right winger than the right wingers that are already in parliament there so literally jewish people and zionism are two different things off the fact of jewish people are just want to be living their lives and practice their religion zionists want to take over the land of palestine and ethnically cleanse palestinians and keep on apartheid israeli state that's 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 what they want. Yes, and exactly. it's the Anglo-Saxons. The Anglo-Saxons like, gave them that like, opportunity. I feel not not to cut you, but really quick. Like yeah, this is where it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> that no, come on. But what I'm saying <laughs> is is that, you know, as you're describing and then Amy and I were talking about this earlier, and this came up last night as well. You know, a Jewish woman equated what's happening in Palestine to genocide. Um, that she fed the Holocaust, right? Now, as I explained earlier, I can't make that comparison because I'm not Jewish, Mm -hmm. right? That's not my lived experience, but I could compare it and equate it to slavery because to me, that's what we're watching happening right now. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing no difference from what happened to us and what happened to the Holocaust survivors. And there's a lot of Holocaust survivors that are very, very critical of the state of Israel that people can literally search up and listen to what they have to say. But they don't ever center their voices. They don't ever center the voices of Jewish people that are against this straight up colonialist regime. They don't. They only wanna center the voices of the people that are like, kill them all. They are all complicit in terrorism. Like the same rhetoric that Americans have made 20 years ago that started the displacement of Muslim people here, disappearance of Muslim families here, and millions of uh, Middle Eastern people murdered overseas. This is what the rhetoric that they are, they want to spew. They want to continue that. I mean, they're bombing the West Bank, and Hamas is not even in the West Bank, but they want to bomb it because no one's going to stop them for it. They're killing people and in little in, in other refugee camps they're still doing a full-on assault outside of Gaza. And even the war crimes they're doing in Gaza is unimaginable, but they are literally getting the leeway to do whatever they want. They're the only country that can kill journalists. You know how much we gave 
how much shit we gave Saudi Arabia yes, for killing that Amy journalist in New York Times. Listen, Amy was dropping some numbers, but please, you drop some too. And Amy, feel free to chime in with yours. Because people need to follow the money, Jamar. Because right. guess what? We should have fucking schools that do not look like jails. We should yeah. have before and after school programs. Yes, we should not have sure. people who are going hungry or houseless. That's the right. kind of fucking money we're talking about at the very right. least. Tell me I'm wrong. And Sarah Miller knows exactly what's going on in Israel. Sarah Miller just wants to be blind to it. And since Sarah Miller literally represents my city, I'm very, very disgusted by that. And I'm tired of people like that that has those opinions that always propagate war. But this, the white savior complex is very fucking Yes, very fucking yes. Amy, chime in real quick. And no, don't drop it in the chat because not everybody can see the chat. I want you to say that on the mic. And also share what you shared last night, your thoughts on that whole Facebook post that we're referencing. Because like I said, the fact that she spoke the I, 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 and I was part of the Israel Relief This. Just say you're done with the IDF and call it a day. Amy, exactly. say something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, um, twofold. One, the first part is money. Um, for me, what struck me as uh, a constituent, not of New Haven, but as a constituent of many of the people having these discussions, um, I recall this big argument about how we don't have money, we don't have money, we don't have money as a country. And so therefore, um, we cut off the SNAP benefits, we cut off housing assistance, um, we cut off medical assistance. Uh, there were several other types of assistances that we cut off um, that launched during COVID, um, cut those all off before they were due to end. So we see stories literally three weeks ago about um, entire uh, hotels of people that were, were um, dehomed during COVID um, being evicted again. Um, because there's no quote-unquote federal money, but then $43 billion is being given to Israel, Israel's military now for their quote-unquote self-defense, and that makes me fucking sick. So that, that just really... And I don't know. I just think about how much that money could do for people. Well, how could you Americans? not, though? Now, see, Jamar and I get so fucking mad. We start speaking languages. I don't think people even discovered yet. Amy gets so fucking mad. She gets she get speechless. Like, for real, for real. Because it's hard not to get upset. When you think about the number of people who are houseless, jobless, foodless, that's a lot of lesses right there in one sentence. Educationless. We don't even talk about the reading levels, right? Our comprehension levels. You spoke earlier, Amy, about when did you learn to hate and, and admire this type of war behavior? Well, let me tell you something. Um, again, me and Jesus was good, good friend. But I grew up in a country that looked like a Timberland boot, right? And in my little country that looked like a Timberland boot, you know, we had to learn the history of our country, social studies. We had to learn geography, whether you like the damn class or not. We also will have a separate episode so I could share with Jamar 
how the Spanish teacher thought that I didn't belong there, right? And so she said that, you know, my niece deserves the chair. So I gave it to her. Let's just say it like that, right? I gave it to her. But the point is, is that in that school, in that education system in Trent Tobago, we have to learn these things. We have to learn about Christopher Columbus and the indigenous people and what he did to them. We didn't glorify this shit, right? I come from a very politically active country, right? Um, a country where it's, it's not uncommon for a friend to be transparent with you. A place where it's not uncommon for people to come stand outside you know, the city hall and say they don't like something. More recently, two very big groups, big movements in my homeland came together in what was historic and very um, poetic. It was a lot of great things. The Rastafarian movement and his movement came together and they marched. Because again, just like you're describing the cost of living, just imagine if the cost of living is this here, just imagine my little country, right? So I'm saying all that to say to go back to the white person who's not in the room, who decided to white silence everybody, right? Because the media itself has been so right wing. I know, Amy, you have thoughts on the media, but I'm curious to hear because we haven't heard from Jamar yet. And I'm so excited that he's here because I know brother have a lot to say. I'm going to just go ahead and shut up and just let you say how you feel about the media coverage on Palestine. <laughs> Oh, it's it's atrocious. It's it's absolutely disgusting. And the fact that, you know, we they had literally a right to return where they nonviolently protest and threw rocks and it, a lot of children were maimed um, forever. Limbs, everything, you know, it, what else do you need to see? of this resistance that they have and, and the need to have their homeland back. Millions of Palestinians are displaced. They, re they report this. But as soon as this settler state gets attacked, don't, mi don't mind how they literally crack down on protests where it's illegal to even protest. It's even illegal to wave a Palestinian flag in Israel. Never mind that. You shut these people's voices down. You attack their mosque. The media looks over all this, but we see it through the meet through our social media platforms every single day. It feels like I have seen Palestinians being either murdered or being targeted and imprisoned. Political prisoners. They have thousands of political prisoners there. And they're complaining about these hostages, but they have thousands of political prisoners. That irks me to the core that they focus on you want to condemn Hamas. They're equating Palestinian identity to the mistakes that the Hamas government made. And Hamas is wrong for what they did. I will say that. But at the end of the day, how long are you going to continue to silence these indigenous people? How long? How long do you think they're going to stay silent? How long? I mean, for instance, we could put this from a white perspective. Look at the IRA. Look at how the IRA got established and why the IRA did what they did. So does, does that mean that the UK, this, another settler state into Ireland, had the right to go and just carpet bomb Ireland? Do they have the right to go and destroy Belfast because of what 
the IRA did? And would the media question it? If the media saw the UK get their warplanes together and they're like, we're going to go to Belfast and we're going to annihilate Irish people. How's the media going to recover that? There's an Islamophobia and there's a straight up racist sentiment towards black and brown people on how the news gets covered here. And it's clear as day. And people keep buying into it. They keep making the same mistakes instead of questioning it all. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. You know, I think that this country, because again, um, in my little country that looks like a Timberland boot, I grew up seeing um, newscasters who look like me, right? Because it's the opposite. There's less of them and more of us. So they were the, they're the minority, and we actually call them Syrians because that's where they're from, right? Mm. That's your title in, in Trinidad is a Syrian if you're white, right? Now, the point that I'm making is, is that this media in America is very whitewashed from who you see on the screen or hear on, on the audio, audio, video, all of it. It's very, very whitewashed. Amy, I really feel like white people could do more and demand representation in this regard. What's your thoughts on that? How could that even, is that a possibility? Because the other part of this too is that the news outlets do not seem to have a finite ability to make a decision because they have stakeholders. You know, you got to follow the money. Which is Yeah. Um, so just to like repeat a little bit of what I said last night, um, I think it's really important that being white, who are you centering and what lens are you using, right? In this situation, it needs to be Gazans, Gazan people. What are Gazan people going through? And how do you elevate God, the voice of Gazan people? Um, I, I really think that the most, the protests are, are awesome, um, being vocal on social media, but also being vocal with your federal elected representatives, um, senators and congressmen, um, congresspeople, um, making sure that they are well aware that you are aware that of what is going on. Like me telling Rosa Delora that I know the history. I know that this did not begin two weeks ago. I know that this has been going on for well over 75 years. Um, that, uh, um, that people have been caged, have been deprived of food and water and um, just the quality of basic humanitarian um, rights. Um, and now, now we're watching 2.1 million people being held responsible for the actions of some people um, and we're, we're just watching them be slaughtered. So if you are not, and don't, like the fact that an Egyptian activist went ballistic on a CNN reporter over the way she's been covering this should tell everyone that the people on the ground are not being heard by Western media. So 
consider the source, who is writing for what you're reading, but also if you're not using social media to hear direct voices, direct stories from people who are impacted, um, then you really don't know what's going on. If you have not listened to a child describing losing their parents um, because their house was bombed and the reason you know, they had already evacuated to the South um, and were bombed anyway. Um, if you're not hearing these stories directly from the people that are in Gaza, uh, then you're not speaking for the people of Gaza, you, you're, you're a genocide. Um, so we need to be centered in the people in Gaza and we need to help relay those messages um, amplify those stories and make sure that your elected officials, federal, know that you know what is going on. So when they come back with something about war or right to defend, like that fucking kills me because Palestine doesn't have an army. So this is very literally a war of a, a nuclear military that is able to attack yes. a citizen. Yes. And um, so if you are not telling your federal elected officials, they are not hearing an overwhelming number of people. And, and again, I'm going to say again, I worked in an office. The phone calls, the emails, the outrage, the protests, those make a difference. When they go to make a vote, when they go to make a choice, they are not, um, they are liable to you. They must answer to you. So hold them accountable. And if I hear one more person, one more person say to me, well, your other choice is Trump, that's not true. That's not true at all. I can absolutely call out my, my representatives. I can absolutely tell them that I'm not happy with what's happening, that I see what's happening. Um, I, can, I can speak to my representatives. That is my right to do that. That is American to do that. That is like the base of being American, is being able to use your First Amendment right to speak for yourself and those around you. So yeah, um, really speaking up, make sure they know what they know that we know. Um, and I honestly see this as turning into like, um, uh, from a political political perspective, um, being Biden's uh, Vietnam, just like, yeah. you know, yes. we, we, you got involved in something, you're yes. um, making And then he could be the white savior uh, he always wanted to be. Because that's what this is. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And I just want to go back to your point about contacting the legislators. Now, here's the thing. We need the white people to do that because you see, black and brown people do contact their legislators. Let's just bust that bubble while we're in the conversation. We do do it, but we need you all to acknowledge that we're doing it too and not take up all the ear. As she pointed out, speak up for others. We're the other. Take the hint, all right? As we mentioned last night, there's different ways you could do this. Take a picture of yourself, tag your legislators, 
Many of you know these people indirectly. Let's just say that out loud. Now, here's another thing that I need you to put on your radar. In Connecticut, we restrict access to legislative session. There's no provisions for translation, right? Not everybody could make it to Hartford. It should not be um, the way it is. It should be user-friendly. There should be closed captions. There should be translation. It should be inclusive. Why use words like diversity, inclusivity, and equity if you're not showing it in your process? And don't tell me shit about a budget because we know how much the U.S. is sending to Israel now. Oh, you could blame that on your president. That's on your own time. Nobody is saying they're pro-Trump. Don't start that shit. That's not what we're saying. But in the space of legislation, Jamar, I'm curious to hear your opinion on this because I found it very interesting that our black and brown legislators have been radio silent, at least the ones around here. Fuck them. Well, damn. <laughs> I Fuck them. That's... Well, tell us I, how you really feel, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, I just fuck them because yeah. literally your silence and you are a you're you've been voted in. You have a job to do. Well, don't just show up for the white people shit, right? Because right. the black and Puerto right. Rican caucus. Let's just say since we drop in names and shit like LPs, right? You know, let's not mm -hmm. let's not leave them blameless. We did not elect you to look at you. See, this is what people need to understand. Right. How many elected officials was at the uh, the rally today? I did didn't you see, see any? any. I didn't see any. But Good let me tell me. you this, though, brother. <laughs> that crowd represented diversity. Okay? Because yep. we nice. were streaming during the entire thing. We took a quick break, and then we came back on so we could have this discussion. Right? And... You know, it was diverse. I did not see not one. And we know. We know. Hello, yeah. Gary Winfield and yep. Robin Porter yep. live right in New Haven. Yep. Yes, they do. Marilyn Moore lives in Bridgeport. Yep. Marilyn Let's Moore. Let's drop some names. Um, Trine, hello. You're in West Haven. Yep. We know where you at. This is the complicity that I talk about because Connecticut drops a lot of money towards military and in. And, and, and defense budget in Israel itself. And we're seeing just how complicit they are. And by, and by the way, like when there was the right to return and, and, and all these nonviolent protests, you know, like Palestine, there was a lot of support. But as soon as Hamas, which was funded by Israel, no one wants to talk about that, they were actually created. No, please say some more. Educate people, Jamal. Tell them the truth, right? Because if we go and talk about right wing, Hamas is right wing. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. An organization that was literally created as an alternative by at the behest of the settler state to the PLO. That's the only reason why they exist. They do a terrorist attack, and now all of a sudden. People want to just be afraid to speak out for Palestinians. That shows just how much bias and racism that you have to get over from yourself on your own perspective. If you equate Palestinian people with Hamas or just being Muslim in general, you don't really know that much about Palestinian people because they're all not Muslim. And 
All of them are not pro-Hamas. Or Islam. Or Islam. All of them are not. They're not. There's Christians. There's Jewish Palestinians. It's just we're seeing exactly how much of unlearning in this racist, um, patriotic, wannabe country, how much unlearning that needs to happen. There's a lot of work that needs to happen. We need to, Gary Winfield should be uncomfortable right now with being silent. Robin Porter should be uncomfortable right now with being silent. Where are they? Why are we too, why we're so nice to let, to not call them out? We need to call them out. We need to call out everybody that shows up for anti-police protests, that everybody that shows up for health Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Don't forget the ones. Day. Wait, wait, wait. Don't forget the ones who shout out Black Lives Matter when it's convenient. Oh, the hashtaggers. We need to get them too. All Everybody that want to put a hashtag Black Lives Matter, everyone, every last one of them that want to show up and act like they're anti-colonial, we need to, we need to see what's going on with that. All these elected Absolutely. And I know you've been doing a lot of advocacy because you're, you know, my friend Jamar here is a very talented digital creator. And I have to say, has been nonstop in um, bringing up this issue with Palestine. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? What's fueling that passion for those who don't know? And what keeps you going? Honestly, it's the victories that I have seen through the years that what working people are able to establish is why I keep going. I don't know if I'll still be here if there were if I didn't see any victories, if I didn't see hard work being either delayed or paid off. Just seeing the faces and seeing people getting the job done tells me then what the hell am I doing with my life? Why can't I fight too? That's amazing. That's that's kind of what keeps me going. That's amazing. But for Palestine, it's very, very dear to my heart because we are are literally seeing the example of what happened to our ancestors in slavery, the Native Native American, Aboriginal, First Nation, everyone, everyone. What Japan did to China, we're seeing of of reinterpretation on what colonialism what colonizing what occupation what apartheid what genocide looks like the palestinians are literally me that's the way i see it I, when i when i chill with my palestinian friends there's i there's so much that People don't realize they can have in, they have in common with Palestinians, and they don't realize it because of the propaganda here. They don't realize how much, how much love and support, how much bravery, how much they endure. They don't see that, and that's why I continue to be a full supporter and center the voices of Palestinians because they are literally going through what our ancestors went through and what black Americans and Latino Americans and any, any victim of police brutality, white, anyone is dealing with now. We are occupied as well too. We're occupied by our own 
fascist state. Yes. We're look, look at Cop City. That's yes. an occupation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to ask, you know, I find that you're doing such a great job with your digital content. What inspired you to do your style? What caught, what led to that? And how can um, people check you out? Um, you can check me out on all platforms at Jabari Vak Podcasts. Um, um, I don't really have that much out recently. I have two episodes out with um, Dr. David John, uh, Dr. David Johns, who was a huge uh, a world-renowned advocate for LGBTQ rights, especially Black liberation and Black LGBTQ rights. Um, I have an interview with him out right now, and I also have an interview out with my Palestinian friend, Yafa, who is the former uh, director, but also the founder of Life In My Days, who has done a lot of great work considering Black and Brown, especially um, Indigenous and Palestinian, and especially Indigenous Palestinian voices as well, too, around the world. Um, those two episodes are out right now. Um, where we go in detail and talking about the struggle. Um, I I'm, I don't have that many TikTok videos out now because what's happening in Palestine, I just don't have the motivation to create like that right now. Um, so it's it's coming after my mental health gets better, but I just want I just want people to definitely check out. Um, I post a list on my on my uh, Instagram of all the Palestinian voices that are speaking Arabic and English and mostly English and also speaking mostly Arabic if people only only uh, speak Arabic, um, whichever ones, there's a whole list that I found. I forgot one of my friends posts that I post as well too. Definitely check that list out so you could get on ground information about this struggle. So you can hear it exactly from the voices of the oppressed and not from the voices of the oppressors because with all due respect to to people that 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 are in israel you are settlers you are settlers you are the oppressor by default you may go there and buy a house and be like oh i'm just living my life i'm not bothering nobody i don't i don't agree what's going on i want a two-state solution the fact that you are there you are a part of the issue they are kicking people out of their homes. There are videos of Palestinians that have been in their homes for hundreds of years. They still have the deed from the Ottoman Empire and they're getting kicked out of their homes. So you are a part of the problem if you decide to live in Israel. I'm just going to say that people can call me problematic for saying that, but you are contributing just like how white colonizers contribute to building up settlements here where, where we live at now or Quinnipiac land. That's you right. are contributing That's right. to that You're by default. You're absolutely right, by default. You are part of the problem. And it's important that, right? And this is why that post by Sarah Miller is very problematic because she is indirectly promoting Islamophobia amongst other things, right? right. You're making it okay to take out your white violence and that is not okay. And you supposed to be somebody that rescue people? Nah, you could, listen, like I say last night, she don't have anything I want. I mean that. This is not about us being best friends. It's about morality. It's about humanity. Yes. It's about the fact that you could sit there and post that with a conscience. 
Let me tell you all something. Being a black or brown activist does not come without its mental health impact, okay? We go through a lot. Most of us are working people. Most of us are struggling to get by, right? This work does not come without consequence. And if you think that you face the consequences, right? We have black and brown activists that have been brutalized by the police. Yep. They have lost jobs, right? They have been targeted on the job. They have been targeted in their homes. Personal property has been destroyed, all right? I mean, they have been stalked. They have been harassed. They have been isolated on committees or not invited at all. I mean, the attack on us does not end because we're activists. Let, let's make that very fucking clear. And it is important for me to again say today, tonight, right, that the rally that happened today in New Haven was peaceful and diverse. And it contained a blended crowd of black and brown people. And most notably, the white people didn't suck all the air out of the room. And that is very important to say, right? Because it is in the American culture to occupy spaces. So part of facing your whiteness is facing that. You're not always right. It's okay to be supportive, right? No. I mean, Jamar, I think that the work that you do is magnificent. Personally, that's just me. I think others will agree. I really appreciate you being Thank in you. this space because you're quite welcome. Because, you know, the representation matters. We can't be just following what the white people want. We need to support our black and brown comrades and leaders, right? And call them out too. Like he said just now, there's a reason why some of these elected officials weren't there today, especially the black and brown ones. You should be at the front. But I bet you if this was something that was more attractive to their white peers and the white people were showing up, they'd be there for that, wouldn't they? Rosa DeLauro has been radio silent. The mayor of New Haven already came out in support of Israel. We have alders coming out in support of Israel. Where do you see this going in the next few days, Jamar, if you had to get um, It's just going to be so much worse. Um, I, 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 there's a saying, and I can't paraphrase who said it, um, but they said it, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I truly believe that even though it's really chaotic right now, that we're starting to see a true reveal of change. Because at the end of the day, um, no matter what the Westerners say, I pay attention to exactly what a lot of um, Middle Eastern countries are saying, and they are not happy. So it's going to, it's definitely going to get serious. And I don't know how serious it's going to get. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I feel like people need to be prepared for some more inflation. If you thought food oh, yeah. prices were bad now, you're going to see your basic essential needs go up in price. Yeah. They're already going up slowly. So be careful with your shopping, right? I'll advise that heavily. It's okay to research. It's okay to substitute, it's okay to reuse and repurpose. Make no yeah. mistake. That doesn't what mean you don't these? treat yourself. Well, I, I don't know about all these. I find all these a little pricey for me. I, I'll stay at price right. 
I, I'm so black, I need to stay at twice, right? Um, but, <laughs> you know, um, we need to really realize what's happening here, right? Where yeah. people are revealing themselves. You know, Amy herself saw the post um, that we're referencing. Amy, you know, for the purpose of just recapping, you wanted to share how you felt about it? Yeah, I, I should have reread it before we got back on because I only read it that one time. But again, um, what I saw was just a lot of eyes, um, a lot of centered in oneself um, and not really um, acknowledging the bigger fact. Like these protests are not saying um, th these protests are about what's happening in Gaza right now. It's not about what's happened over the last two weeks. It's about what's happened over the last um, hundred years. So, so it was. It just seemed like it was completely blind to what voters are saying, what constituents are saying. What they're saying is, stop the bombing, cease fire, and allow in human humanitarian aid. That's what people are saying. Like we need to stop this. So it, I think it's a very self-centered and white response to respond to that with a host of eyes um, and a post that doesn't even acknowledge what, what people are, are really um, upset about. Um, right. It was sent yeah, down I mean, Oh, go for it, Jamar. I mean, just, just off the fact that the UN... They, they had a resolution for a ceasefire and the only people that was against it was colonizers. Japan, Canada, us, France, the UK. Like, those were the only ones that were against it. They don't want peace. And people need to see that. They need to see exactly what's going on. They don't care how much they're going to stress out us workers with so much that we have to pay for they don't care about inflation they only care about control and power and this is what they want so we have to be very mindful of that and we need to educate as many people as can no matter how much stress we could get we have to talk about it yes i agree ten thousand percent because not talking about the issue doesn't remove it and it's important especially that the black and brown people maintain these conversations. Because let's right. just look back at how we were treated during COVID. If you think that shit was fucked up, you ain't seen nothing yet. Right? right? We do not right. have money to go to war. It right. is bad enough that this country has been sustaining it for so long. Right? This right. government needs to get called out. This country should not only have a two-party system, let right. us not forget, right, the backbone of the Republican Party is white supremacy and fascism, which incidentally were the two main ingredients for slavery. Let us also remind you that the Democratic Party was born out of the Republican Party. Conservatism is on the rise. What do you think caused this in Palestine? He said it before, we said it before, fascism. So it does apply with, to you. It does. It really, and what really they learn does. over there, they bring over here. That's right. They they literally. That's right. For this is how deep it is. They're literally the IDF literally train military and police forces around the world. 
what, what what's going on right now and um is it is it uganda i'm thinking uganda got uganda also but there's a certain african country i'm thinking about right now that i can't think of that i covered earlier um they they they're training militaries to be deadly they're training police to be deadly they they are literally leading the charge for fascism they are they are showing the ropes on how to be fascists. They are the contractors. They're not the, the head. We all know who the head is. The head is the United States. But the contractors, they're one of the contractors that is ran by the United States to teach these tactics. The foot on necks, the shooting of journalists. It's, 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 it's just... It's too embedded. It's it's so insane how embedded it is. It's part point. of the culture. <laughs> it's part of the culture, yeah. right? America likes to see war and carnage, and it loves to see poverty. It loves a wealth gap, right? It loves oppression. And what white people need to do is to get up and stand up against these things. Really quick before we continue, if we may, I'd like to say a quick dua and have a moment of silence for our people in Palestine, if I may. So here we go. O oh Allah, help and protect the people of Palestine. O oh Allah, ease their pain and suffering. O oh Allah, bestow of mercy, bestow your mercy on them. O oh Allah, open people's hearts to give in this time of crisis. O oh Allah, help those who are in need wherever they may be. And I will just have a moment of silence. You know, I'm getting tired of seeing the pictures of the children. The children, that's the one that you have to really have no soul to turn your back on. You know, so many children had to be buried. So many parents had to bury their children. My God, right? As Jamar described, you know, these people are not living in luxury out here. This is an open-air prison. We should all, as black and brown people, be able not only to relate but empathize. We are watching slavery in process. Before we close out, Jamar, final thoughts, including things that white people should do and can do, and how can people stay in touch with you? Um, yeah, I'm very, people that want to reach out to me, they can uh, reach out to me on any platform. Um, I'm very active. I will respond to you. If I don't respond to you when you talk to me in a few hours past, I'll definitely respond to you by like after 3.30 when I'm done with work. So um, I, I, I just want, I just want, uh, I wish that there was a way that we can reach. I, honestly, I don't know what white people should do at this moment. <laughs> I don't have an answer to that right now. That's I'm pretty okay. sure you'll have one, CJ. Me? But I just think that 
what we need to do is because I see, I hear all these stories. You know, I'm, th- I'm right. speaking about Sarah, Sarah Miller. I'm thinking mm. about Sarah Miller a lot and it's enraging me because how can you, you know, tell your, your story? You know, I feel so right. bad. I feel, I feel for Holocaust survivors. I feel for anyone, oppressed people. Right. How can you take your story of oppression and justify it to oppress others? What 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 they do that? What did what did they do that at? Like what? White saviorism. Look at me. Look at me. I suffered. Look at look me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at my life. You know what I'm saying? That's what that was. This is why we need to continue this work because. Yes. I looked at that post and I'm seeing all these applause. Somebody should have aired her the fuck out in those motherfucking comments. Well, that's what white people could do. Air her the fuck out. There you go. Air her the fuck. There we go. There it is. Air them the fuck out. Tell them, give them direction now. Tell the white people what they need to do. Here we go. See, look at that. We brainstorm. Check it. You need to air these races out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If Mm -hmm. someone says something rude at the dinner table, do not let it go. Make a big deal out of it. Make them uncomfortable. You know what? Mm -hmm. Make them uncomfortable because it's really easy for for them to make us uncomfortable. Well, they're very good. Yes, I was about to say that. You know, and if you know of this Sarah Miller person and seen the post, like he said, air her out. Air her out, because that's wrong. You should not be using that story to perpetuate violence. If anything, <laughs> it should be the opposite. Right. Or just shut the fuck up. I kind of people that, that don't one. know how the people that don't know how that state is ran. They're going to easily see it as, oh, she was just a paramedic, first responder. No, no, boo-boo. If you was there right, and you was there like you said you was there, you right. have no choice but to enlist. That's the law there. When you turn 18, you're, you are to enlist into right. the IDF. Nobody made you. We didn't make you do it. You had to because of where your ass was at. Yes. That system right? made you a war criminal. Yes. That system made you complicit. Yes. I I, yes. I mean I'm, I don't want to go too much further on this. Maybe we could save it for a different segment. But I yes. I have a lot of thoughts on. Oh no, we are. Just let me know. You know how we do. <laughs> we are. This is gonna have a part two because that needs to have a part two because that's wrong, and it's perpetuating the violence. And we spoke about that last night. We had one person who saw it differently, right? A little differently. They didn't mm-hmm. read that post that way. Um. But that's why we need to go back to that, because that's dangerous. When you have someone in a leadership position who will use their Karenism in that way. But Jamar, you know, um, I have to thank you so much, you know, for all that you do. You do such great work, and I truly admire the work that you do in the community. I thank you so so much, too, CJ. You do a lot of good shit, too, man. You know, like, like you do more shit than I do. (laughs) (laughs) No, come on. You know, the fact that we're in it together, because our representation matters. It really, really does. Like, we can't just be sitting there. And I'm not saying that all of us will want to do what we do. But best believe, even if you don't want to do what we do, there's still things you can do. All right, I want to give Amy the mic now. Amy, talk to your peers. Right, closing thoughts. on. Yeah, um, well, definitely, again, pay attention. what's happening don't let the word war zone you out um realize that the people of gaza have absolutely nothing to do with what happened on october 7th and the people of gaza 
have nothing to do with um, whether or not uh, there is safety. Um, they also have no, they have no military. Um, they have no police. So there's no one protecting them right now, literally no one. Um, and um, we need to hold our federal elected officials accountable and keep reaching out. Um, let them know that we are watching and let them know that we expect our government to do something about this. Um, we are not going to sit back and watch a genocide happen. Um, mass displacement, um, star starvation, and uh, I don't even know what it's called when you deny someone water. Like, uh, I don't even know what to call that because I don't really hear about that torture. Um, but uh, hear firsthand accounts, look for firsthand accounts. There are actually women, I've seen a number of women on TikTok that are on the ground in Gaza. They've been either separated from their families or they, um, they are uh, reporters in, in Gaza or filmmakers or um, some, you know, some kind of influencer. Um, and they have been reporting from hospitals, reporting from South Gaza, from Gaza City. Um, listen to them. Listen to those firsthand stories. And that is where you center yourself. Nowhere else. Not someone's story of sadness of what happened to them, um, you know, while living in Connecticut. Um, center the people in Gaza. Um, and help amplify their stories, amplify their voices, and um, yeah. Thank you. You know, I have one more thing to mention. Yeah, go ahead. Because I recently listened to Obama's speech about the Palestinian and Israeli uh, situation when he was president. Um, and he had a very different tone from what Joe Biden is doing. And I definitely want to encourage people to listen to that. And we know he was a war criminal too. We know. But you know what they say, broken clock is right twice a day. I think it's twice a day, right? But I want people to, to like listen to that speech on what Obama thought about this conflict and think about how far on the left he is compared to Biden's rhetoric. And that dude was his fucking VP. Like, I, I just I, 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 just think that's a very good contrast to see. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, that actually was posted on the Black and Brown United in Action page. Um, it is very important for people to see that. Yes, and that's why I saw it. Yep. Right? Yep. He's absolutely, absolutely right. You know, um, Obama's take on this, yes, he deported the most people. We could go back and forth. Don't worry. I know. I get it. But to think that this is the person who he chose to be his VP. And look at the difference, man. Right? Um, and that's very telling. That's very, very, very telling. Right? And very indicative of a lot of other things. So it's very important that people pay attention to how your alleged white peers are behaving right now, right? When you have people who are in leadership roles like Sarah Miller, um, who are sitting there and, you know, promoting the violence while using their, you know, throwing themselves a pity party, 
right? Oh, look at me, you know, I did all these white things and all the white spaces, you know. I am, you know, look at me, look at me. I, I don't give a fuck and I don't want to look at you. And I'll just say this again for the people in the back. There's nothing that she has that I want. I think it's disrespectful and distasteful that someone who is in an alleged leadership position in the middle of Fairhaven, who lives in the middle of Fairhaven, which by the way, if you know where that is, um, there are actually Muslims in that area, black and brown people in that area. So I, I need Sarah to calm down with her white saviorism. I also find it interesting, Sarah, just me and you talking, come here, Sarah, if you're listening, because I know you're checking us out, man. Don't, don't fuck with me. I know you just take time out of your life to check up on us, but don't worry, we got you. Now, Sarah, check this out, right? I like how you put that post on Facebook, but oh no, Sarah, oh no, since I checked this morning, you still did not put a response in the New Haven Independent. Matter of fact, while I'm talking, let me double check myself. Let me double check myself, right? You're talking all that Ray Ray on social media about how you do this and how you do that. We want an award. Would you like an award, Sarah? All right. I don't have one for you, by the way. But I check in the New Haven Independent right now. By the way, for the people who are not familiar, the New Haven Independent, the editor-in-chief, is also Jewish. This is interesting. So why would the Jewish alder not take those words and put it on this article that was published recently of, um, you know, the rally, the pro-Palestine rally in front of Rosa Dolores' office? What happened, Sarah? You could only talk in a corner? That's all right. We see you, babe. We see you. Well, I can't thank you all enough for your continual um, support, encouragement, and, you know, empowerment. It's really, really important. You know, we can't do what we do without you all. Jamar is a really talented digital creator. I'm very inspired by his work, and I really encourage you all to check him out. Amy's doing a great job of helping us you know, get the message out to the white people. Come on, gringos. I need you all to do what you have to do. Don't think you can't do something. You have to just want to do it. No act is too small, right? Each one of us have different talents and capacities. You know, this work is not without its cost. Don't think that, you know, yes, while I do hang upside down and sleep, you know, there are many sleepless nights, right? And not everybody wants to be in the front. Not everybody, you know, wants the notoriety. For me, I do it not for the camera, but for the people. That's a different thing. That's a whole separate conversation. Certain people can't talk like that, Sarah Miller, you know. Um, but yes, so we'll be back again soon. Please continue to like, share, and subscribe. Wherever you are, whoever you're with, share some kindness today. We need some of that. And make sure you take care of yourself, right? Because we can't do without you. So we need you to be okay. All right, that's all for now. Fist up, smile on, peace. Inshallah.